friends today, Vicki Dilly and Karen Nelson. And we'd like to tell you just a little bit about a new initiative at Emmaus, uh, the establishment of a racial justice and equity task force to carry out uh, the wishes of the church council and many others around the church to spend at least a year this next year examining these issues and, um, and kind of paying special attention to them uh, in the life of our church. So we're here as some folks who are on this task force uh, to talk a little bit about how that work is taking shape and what it might look like in the weeks and months ahead. So first, I'd just like to say thanks so much to Vicki and Karen for joining me today. Gladly. Yep. And we have a, a handful of questions that we're going to pass around uh, and know that we won't um, we won't cover everything that needs to be covered, but we'll do our best to start this conversation. And it might engender some questions from you, and we'd be happy to handle those. So when we get to the end of our time here today, we'll talk about a way for you to forward those questions on to us. So this can be an ongoing and shared conversation that we all have a chance to be a part of. So here we go. We're going to start uh, with the first question about the task force itself. And I think I'll come first to you, Karen, for this. And the question is kind of a two-parter. Here it is. Who is on the task force exactly? And what are the kinds of things that it's working on? Karen? Um, I think I'm just saying who's on the task force. <laughs> so I'll go with that. Um, Vicki Dilly and Scott Doug Scott, excuse me, are the co-chairs. Susan Quinnell and Rob Ryden are the representatives from staff. And Kim Brisky, Randy Olson, and myself are the members, are the representatives from council. Um, we are looking to add eight to 12 additional members. We are interested um, in anybody age high school and up who might feel that they have a heart for this. And so you, if you want to be praying ahead of time, if you feel that this call is on your heart, um, you can let us know. You might also be receiving a phone call, but we are striving to create a task force that represents um, the diversity that is within Emmaus already. Thanks, Karen. Yep. And the kind of things that we're working on is we're just off to a, a start now. We've gotten together a few times. But I think it's really important that this team, this the co-chairs and the other members of, of this committee really get to know each other. Um, I think this is a time of, of really sharing our hearts and being vulnerable with each other. And so what I'd like to see that is that our um, initial meetings are a time to do this. And then we're just trying to listen for God's voice to find out where we're led to and we're already pulling together different resources that we can share amongst ourselves and share with you. And we're just starting to imagine what this is gonna look like. It doesn't have a lot of form to it yet, but it's gonna to come together. Mm -hmm. The one thing that has uh, already uh, kicked off is a book study that um, 30 plus folks at Emmaus are taking uh, part in, and it's being led by Pastor Abe around a book called Anxious to Talk About It. And it's about um, uh, churches and especially white congregants in churches talking about issues of race. So we've just had a couple of weeks gathering around that. And it promises to be um, an interesting and challenging uh, exercise. So 
things like that book study, Sunday school classes, um, certainly Sunday morning worship and preaching, uh, in all those areas and more, expect to see uh, this issue um, uh, getting plenty of attention in our own um, kind of challenging us all to move along to share this journey uh, in that direction. Mm -hmm. uh, our second question, there's a charge that's been handed to the task force uh, by our church council. And Vicki, I think you have that charge. Would you be willing to read that to us? Sure. This is the mission statement, if you want to call it that, from the, uh, the church council. It is to organize a series of events and learning opportunities in response to racial injustice so that Emmaus can sit with Jesus to hear how he is calling us as individuals and as a church to growth, to repentance, and engagement in new actions in light of his gospel. I feel good about that. Yeah, I do too. I do too. That's one that we hope to to grow into, and to to grow while we're uh, while we're in the midst of this, um, both as as individuals and as a as a task force as a church. So thanks for sharing that, Vicky. Um, this question I think will go first to you, Karen, uh, and we'll all have a chance uh, to answer this one. And that's uh, the question is this: Why are you personally interested in this work? I think this is one of those moments where I'm having an experience that feels so deep and overwhelming and personal. And then you, it's clearly happening in the same manner to millions and millions of other people. It feels like it's happening to most of our country. So it's that dichotomy of being feeling something so deeply and then feeling so utterly ununique at this time. Um, but I just, I see things that I've never seen before. And I see people around me who are seeing things we've never seen before. And I keep hearing the question and I keep saying the question, how did I not know about this? How did I not see this? And rather than just sit and feel bad about that, I want to do something. And there's this momentum and this energy and this collective call in our country to do something. And as a Christian for myself, and different Christians are called to different things, and I absolutely believe that. But for myself, I just, I don't feel like God is tapping on my shoulder or whispering in my ear. I feel like he is grabbing me and shaking me and saying, this matters. This is happening right now in your time in your country, your state, your city, your church, um, my family, you need to you need to step into this. And I don't know what stepping into it means, um, but I know that the things that we're laying out, we have to start somewhere. And so this is where I'm starting. Thanks, Karen. How about you, Vicki? Well, I appreciate this is the first I've heard Karen express that, so it, it touches me deeply. Yeah. Um, I've always had an interest, I think, in social justice, but recently I came, like Karen, to some personal awakenings that have caused me to, to see my role differently. I realized all the time I was silent or neutral in a situation, I was complicit in the injustices around me, and I came to realize that my position a privilege made it easy for me to live in the pain of others for brief moments 
and that I moved on. Not seeing it as my responsibility to speak up with a stronger voice and to understand more deeply the pain that's been part of our communities for hundreds of years. I recognize the roles I have in my life that give me opportunity for helping to create change. Change may happen slowly or it might happen most likely just one person at a time, but we can create the motion to grow even more fully into Christ's calling together. I first came to a place of grief and repentance after the George Floyd uh, death. And then when Abe called me to be a, a co-leader in this endeavor, I wanted so badly to say no. <laughs> and I'm just entering my retirement. I have some big responsibilities at a service organization that I belong to. But I knew that if I said no, it would be one more time, I would have been complicit and been very irresponsible. Hmm. I needed to say yes to this, and I look forward to all the ways that I can personally grow and grow the, with the rest of my church family, you hmm. all. Hmm. How about you, Rob? Thank you, Vicki. Boy, I, I am humbled by, um, by hearing what both of you have had to say in response to this question. And I just find myself nodding along, going, yes, 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 exactly. Uh, I'm in so much agreement with the two of you. And, um, and I, I likewise um, have been made painfully aware of my own um, shortcomings, um, naivete, I think, ignorance, um, and just um, the ways I've been shut off from some of the truths of these matters. Um, even all through my adult life. And, um, and I feel like Karen said, that there have been some very, very clear signs that it is high time for me to stop ignoring um, these matters, to get serious about learning, to get serious about listening, um, and to get serious about kind of taking the blinders off my eyes and seeing um, the world around me, the world that, uh, that God created and the people that God created and, um, and recognizing, um, God's thumbprint image on each and every one of those people and, uh, and honoring that in a way that's more authentic and more, uh, uh, full and uh, complete. And so I hope, I mean, those are lofty goals. And I know that this kind of work only happens uh, one small step at a time uh, with some steps backwards in the meantime. And so I'm, I'm aware of that, but I, I really hope that, um, that surrounded by good folks like yourselves, these conversations and uh, whatever else it is that's part of this effort will help um, me learn and grow um, in these areas. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing. Thanks, Rob. Um, the next question has to do not really as much with our, our hopes or, or our reasons personally for this work, but why we think Emmaus as a church is, um, is ripe for this, this sort of undertaking. Uh, I should have assigned this to one of you to start. Maybe, um, how about if we turn our order around and maybe we go to you first, Vicki. Why do you sure. think this is an important undertaking for Emmaus at this time? Well, um, 
once again, I, I, I feel like God is calling us. I think there's something big happening here. I think this is a, a really important calling. And I, I think many of us are hearing it. Karen, Karen spoke to that already. I know that Abe has spoken about it. I certainly feel it. Uh, it's a calling to this kind of ministry. And um, I think it just is affirmed by the number of people who are hearing the same calling. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, like I said before, I feel like it, it, it has a piece of repentance to it. And that was in the mission statement. And I truly believe that and to grieve. And then I think we move into new action. Um, those stances can lead us into some great things. And I'm excited. I think we can all be excited and knowing that the spirit is truly moving amongst us in this. So um, it's not clear to me what's ahead, what it exactly looks like, what the forms are. Um, that's still pretty vague to me, but I, I see that there is um, there's a movement here and I'm trusting it. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Vicki. Mm -hmm. Karen, how about you? Does Zoom have a time limit? Um, <laughs> not, because, not because I have so much to say, but this question, it's so hard to get words out. It's, it's been, I don't know of a subject where I have been equally inarticulate recently, but for several reasons, I think the first is this is happening. There is a movement in our, in our country um, and, and all over the world. People are saying enough is enough. This has been going on and, and yes, steps have been made, but clearly we're not where we need to be. And I can't imagine a movement that is the goal of which is to create equality, to give each person value, to give each person an equal opportunity. I can't imagine the church not stepping into that. Um, there are cultural movements that we are not called to be a part of, but this is really just whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers that you do unto me. And that I don't know how we cannot be a part of that. I think the message of not joining in is going to be really, really loud because this is going to move forward with or without us. And I want to be there saying, yes, as a Christian, I believe we need to value all people. We need to create an equal playing field for all people. We need to repent of the things that we have done. And, and not all of us have done all the same things. I don't believe that at all. But, but we, have, we have lived in a culture and accepted a culture that does not value everybody in the same manner. So as a church, I feel like we need to be a part of that. Um, and I know, and I want to speak to, I know there is concern that this is taking the focus off of the gospel. Um, and I was able to have a wonderful conversation with somebody um, last week from Emmaus. And I think that um, we really came to understand each other. I I, I don't know how to articulate it, but I feel like I understand that. We do want to make sure that Jesus is a part of the message. Absolutely. He's the core and the reason for the message. If you're a Christian, he's the reason for the message. Mm -hmm. But 
for those of us who are feeling this call, and I don't think everybody at Emmaus is going to feel this equally, but for the, the significant number of people who are feeling this, for us, it's, this is absolutely sharing the message and the gospel through our actions, through our works, through our learning, through our conversations, through our service, perhaps through our repentance. These are all ways in which we're doing that. And I'm going to say a quote that someone sent me, but I don't want to run off Zoom and grab my phone. Um, so I might not say it right, but the, the essence of it was sometimes before someone can trust the message, they need to trust the messenger. Mm. And that really struck me. Um, and so there's so many ways to present the gospel. And I think if this is happening, we want to be sure that sharing the love and mercy of Jesus is, is a huge part of this movement. So that's where I feel that Emmaus is called into this, that really I feel like all churches are called into this. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. And I think, um, something which has been a calling card at Emmaus, um, a core part of who we are for years. And that is, um, a deep understanding of the grace of God, uh, how we have experienced that ourselves and how we can be those who extend that grace to others, that that can really be central to the way we go about learning together, sharing conversations, um, having hard conversations, maybe even having some disagreement at times, but to do it in a way that is uh, grace-filled and is loving um, and is, is about um, the enlargement of our individual and collective hearts, uh, I think that we can do that. I'm really, really excited um, to see us engage that difficult work in that, um, in that fashion. So... Yeah, I'm really, uh, really thankful for both of your thoughts on this and for your willingness to, uh, to be leaders in this effort. Okay, just a couple of questions left. And this one, um, I'll answer myself. You probably have had a look at the t-shirts that are part of this preaching series that is starting here the second week of October, uh, centered <laughs> around Micah, Six, eight, and uh, and you, uh, if you have not yet procured one of these shirts for yourself, you can. They are available in the church office. They're great, uh, and they have that familiar scripture from Micah six eight: ask, uh, act justly, love mercy, walk humbly with God. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we encourage you to uh, to get your hands on one of those. It's a great reminder of our calling. Uh, as individuals, as a church, in the way we are to be in the world. Uh, and it's, uh, it is very much uh, at the core of uh, this effort to that kind of, uh, that kind of thinking and that kind of uh, living. So go ahead and contact April in the church office uh, if you um, would like one of those t-shirts. And then finally, um, our final question is, if you have questions or 
comments or suggestions that you'd like to make, we would really love to hear those from you all. And so probably the easiest way to do that is to send those to April in our church office, Emmaus at EmmausChurch.org. And at the end of this recording, we'll get that address back up for you if you'd like to send an email. We'd love to have those. April will make sure that they come to our task force and we can consider those. It might be that it will lead to a, a, a conversation doubling back with you. We'd love to, to have those. So feel free to contact us, share your ideas, share your questions, share your suggestions. We'd love to hear from you and include you in this effort. So I think that's about all I have for this evening's session. Is there anything final, any final thoughts, Vicki or Karen, you'd like to share before we call it a day here? Well, I just want to put a disclaimer in there that um, I don't feel like I'm a, an authority on this topic at all. I'm willing to to sit down and listen. And I think we're gonna do a lot of storytelling, a lot of listening, a lot of um, striving to understand and see where we maybe misunderstood before or where um, some challenges are. But I am not an expert, but I'm willing to walk alongside of everybody in this endeavor. So thank you for, for all that we're gonna do together in the future. Yeah. Um, Emmaus, since the beginning of a time, it seems one of our greatest strengths is the diversity that we bring um, in so far as our, our congregational backgrounds, um, the experiences we've had as a Christian, the different places that people are in their walks in faith, and our desire to be open to all of those things. And unfortunately, the flip side of that is one of our, our areas of potential weakness is when we have so many people with different backgrounds and viewpoints and life experiences and faith experiences, um, sometimes when it's an issue, and we all know this, um, that is deep and that we have a lot of passion about, um, it can feel really hard, really fast. It can feel ugly. Um, feelings can get hurt. Offenses can occur where no one ever intended them to be. And this certainly feels like um, one of those issues. And I think it's just important to me to know that as a member of the task force, there are people at Emmaus who have so many ways that they go out and serve God in our community. I do not it is not my place or our place to determine what God is calling you to. Um, and so I just would ask that people pray that we would have patience and grace around this, both for the people who feel full force, head on, impassioned about this cause and for people, so people might have concern about that. And for people, this is just, our lives are so full. And if this is not, God is not shaking you by the shoulder right now that we we have compassion and understanding for that too, but that people would just be in prayer that this is something that is a, a huge um, opportunity for our church to grow in faith and grow closer to Jesus and closer to our community, but that we stay united, that the Holy Spirit protects us as we do this. Mm -hmm. Well said. Thanks. Yeah. Important words. And uh, I, I also, I really want to second that, uh, that idea that, for all of us, regardless of um, where we find ourselves on this issue right now, 
for us to move forward praying about this and asking uh, God's Holy Spirit to be at work uh, in our lives, in our hearts, uh, as we learn together uh, is a great, great first step. Thanks all. Thanks for uh, Thank taking part in this conversation tonight. Thanks for your role in uh, helping lead this effort. And thank you all for joining us here today. Uh, exciting days are ahead. Stay with us. Mm -hmm. Farewell. Bye-bye.